Welcome everybody to Common Sense Christianity. I'm Ethan Foster, your host, here today with another episode. I apologize for the late episode. I worked until around 2.30 a.m. last night, so I had to sleep in, really tired. But I thank the Lord Almighty that I am awake, I am alive, and well, and able to do this podcast and to spread the gospel to all creation. I'm glad you can join with me this morning or whenever you're listening. If you don't know me and you're new to this, I'm Ethan Foster, the host of Common Sense Christianity. Been doing this podcast for almost two years now. And uh, I'm really glad you guys can be with us today. Uh, I have a verse of the day from Philippians 4, 12 through 13. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In, every, in any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Again, that's Philippians 4, 12 through 13. God is always good. And through the circumstances of life, I've had to learn that the hard way, it seems to me. But no good and valuable uh, lesson in life is easy. And I've learned that the past couple of weeks. If you haven't listened to the episode Friend on the Glory, it's, it's kind of a sad one. And me just rambling about my feelings. I had a friend that passed away. Uh... About a week and a half ago, I believe, his funeral was Thursday. Today's Sunday, so a couple days ago. And going there and seeing all my friends, all my friends from school, was one of the most encouraging things that has gotten me through this. I oftentimes say to my friends this quote from Dr. King. The quote specifically says, Only when it is dark enough can you see the stars. Dr. King said this to an audience in Memphis during his last speech in 1968, the day before he was assassinated. I believe uh, the speech was given on April 5th, 1968, but I could be wrong. He says this to a very discouraged audience that was dealing with oppression, racism, and saw no hope in their lives and in their struggle. And I use this quote to tell my friends that whenever the light in your life is so bright, you can't see the stars. And the stars only become apparent when things go dark. When you look out into the middle of the day, it's very bright outside usually. The sun covers up the stars that are always there, but sometimes we cannot see them. But when the evening comes and the moon begins to rise, we realize that the stars have always been there. And as things go darker, more stars become more apparent. I've learned, ladies and gentlemen, that even in the night of my life, stars still remain and they become more apparent than ever. The people in my life have become my stars. And God has put each and every one of them there. And it's been nothing but a blessing, even through the midst of struggle. But yet and still, I still trust God. And that'll begin this episode. Today, we're actually going to get into another topic. Back to talking about atheism. We haven't done it in a couple of weeks because of the given circumstances in my life. We're going to talk about uh, ultimate justice of bit today with concerning God. So Jeff Durbin, I played a couple weeks ago the, this, I guess, discussion slash interview that he did with this uh, 
lady that I believe commented on one of his posts on Facebook. Uh, well, he did a part two with his girl Lizzie, and I don't have any clips to play for you guys, unfortunately. But I'm just going to discuss what they got into. So their original argument was about abortion and bring, being pro-life and all that. Jeff Durbin takes it down uh, the route that I would personally go to if discussing with someone that is not of a religious orientation. He personally talks about uh, the moral aspect and moral objectivity and eventually goes down into the roots of, well, God sending people to hell or or just ultimate justification uh, and God being uh, all just and Christ being the only way back to him. And it's actually a really complicated but really interesting topic, and it brings up some very excellent points when discussing with atheists. So first things first, whenever you have a moral objection from an atheist, again, specifically in regards to Christianity, you first have to ask the question, a very reasonable question, is what standard are you pulling from? Is that your just your opinion? And most times atheists will be confused on this because they assume objective morality. We all assume objective morality, but whenever you've and you actually take some time to think about it. Morality cannot be objective unless there is an objective standard giver, which would have to be God or a God of some sort. So from there, you have to know how to first explain the concept because it is kind of a confusing concept, concept I should say, whenever people do not begin to, are not able to understand it or just simply refuse to understand it. If they refuse to understand it, then you should just exit the conversation because it's a waste of your breath. So you you would have to ask the question, okay, what standard of objective morality are you coming from? What is good? What is evil? Define it for me. And you cannot define good or evil unless the definition purely is God is good and the opposite of God's decrees is evil. That it's as simple as that in terms of the Christian moral basis. And... From there, we can build a coherent philosophical standard for why things are good and why things are wrong. But outside there being a standard bearer is just human opinion. So starting off from there, you're going to start to challenge their minds and their thoughts on what is good and what is evil. And from there, we can get into the discussion, okay, what does God do with the people that don't accept Christ? Well, he sends them away from his presence after you die. You you cannot be in the presence of God with sin. God simply will not allow it. He is too just to do such a thing. And this is not necessarily me saying eternal punishment. By no means. Because uh, that's not what the Bible says. However, there is separation from God. For, oh, you guessed it, eternity. Unless you accept him. See, the acceptance of Christ, not belief in Christ, but changing your heart for Christ. I mean, we often say you just have to believe in Jesus. Well, it depends on what you define by belief. If you say, well, I believe that there's Jesus Christ that came from God and blah, blah, blah. I mean, the devils believe that, as uh, the book of James says. But in terms of actual belief, saying, hey, I'm going to put my trust in Jesus for what he's done on the cross, then you have been saved. Not by anything you have done, because that will make God unjust. Because remember, we still have that sin to pay for. But 
by what he owes them because he paid for it, which makes God just. Because remember, if we are to deal with an all-merciful, all-loving, and all-just God, well, the mercy and the loving, God wants to forgive us. He wants to have us with us. He created us for his good pleasure and for his glory, right? So in that case, he's like, well, how can I get them to us? Just putting it in human terms, God, of course, knows everything. But how do I get humanity to me, reconcile them to me? And that's where Christ comes in. Because Christ is the balance between ultimate justice and ultimate love and mercy. And the cross acts like a bridge between the two. And God can remain ultimately just and ultimately loving and merciful through Christ. Because the sins that we have committed were put on the cross. And by Christ's perfect blood, he reconciles for us. And by that, God still has punishment on Jesus on the cross. However, he can have mercy on us because of what Christ did for us. And that creates the ultimate justice right there. Now, to human free will, since I'm not a Calvinist, I do believe in human free will. Whenever God allows us to live in our free will, he says, hey, if you don't want me, you don't have to have me. So from there, we can reject God. We say, hey, I, I don't want Christ. I want to live my own life. I want to live it by my own ways. I want to, I want to stay in sin. I want to do all that. And from there, how would God be just to allow him into his presence? Not only that, would God even be loving then? Because that's going against his free will. He, God looks at him and he says, look, I give you free will. I don't have to, but I give you free will to do what you please. Now, here are the consequences for that because, look, I have to separate you from me for eternity. eternity. So I'll give you a choice. Accept my son and you will be with me for eternity. Or you can reject my son and you will be away from me for eternity. Either way, I have to obey the character of me. God does not change. God does not make exceptions. So when we talk about justice, it will be unjust for universalism to happen. Because... It will be forcing people to accept things that they do not want. Now, do I think everyone universally benefits from the sacrifice on the cross? Sure. All sins have been forgiven. Every single one of them. With acceptance or not. That does not mean eternal life in Christ. There is a difference. So that's the separation between me and a universalist. I don't believe in a eternal lake of fire that people are still going to now. I believe that was in the past. Yeah, there is one. But it's closed up. There is the new Jerusalem that people go to if you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. You get to live with God for eternity. And apart from that, you are eternally separated from him. Accept Christ and you will have new life and new hope and a new foundation in Christ alone our chief cornerstone. We will see you here Wednesday. This is Common Sense Christianity.